The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer talk about the holiday episode of Monday Night Raw, and it was not a throwaway. A lot to get into, a lot of changes, a lot to look forward to in 2024. What? We'll talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Last night, we got our quote-unquote holiday show uh, from the WWE but, man, what a highly entertaining show uh, by the WWE last night. I mean, it was a good show. Had me entertained the whole three hours. I think the MVP of last night was our truth But uh, overall, a fun show uh, for a Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. I really enjoyed uh, Monday Night Raw. Yes, it didn't have much heat because you had to have uh, the holiday season enjoyed all the matches it was a i can't even say a safe show it was a very very good show to help promote day one yeah uh, which i'm really enjoying even just the title uh of it means something don't know what but if we actually were to have an off season which there isn't i think it would always be you know if you're looking at raw in seasonal you could always restart at day one of 2024, which would be the season for the WWE. Anyway, um, opened up with the Judgment Day. Uh, having everybody together I thought was cool. R-Truth always adding such great levity. For a guy who's been there for so long, he looks phenomenal. Uh, I believe he's 50 now. Um and just plays his role great, and then which leads into a match with him and JD. If you also listen, where part of his promo, where you know where he's talking about JD, they don't like you, meaning the people, and the people responding, but then be like loser, like stays in the Judgment Day, yeah. um, doesn't stay in the Judgment Day. A match that's made um, impromptu right there. They already talked about they're going to have the match, all this stuff. Uh, enjoyed the match, too. A lot of uh, entertaining spots. Um, the people reacted when R-Truth actually won the match, which is a rarity for Mr. Truth because he's a great baby face. By the way, R-Truth's 52, so keep up that's, the great work representing that's amazing. That is us amazing. We're the same phenomenal. age. Wow. I will not take my shirt off and have a pose down with R-Truth. Um because he does. He looks great. And he moves great. Um, and then uh, later on, we find out that the he's, JD is still in the Judgment Day. However, there still is a little strife uh, with all that. And and do I enjoy... 
I do enjoy the levity. I do enjoy uh, mommy getting angry at different times. Uh, the match, like I said, I enjoyed my one little, I understand they have a match to do, but I would have liked to have seen the judgment day still been out there. And there's also little, little things, even though it's a no disqualification match when JD McDonough got rolled into the ring and then our truth goes and hugs Dominic Mysterio. Dominic takes him. Our truth goes to get back in the ring, throws him into the post right in front of the referee yeah. where if I'm JD McDonough, I grab the referee and I say, Hey ref, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Cause it actually still adds to the, what's known as heat for your match because you did it without the referee seeing, even though technically he can, it's still something that should be harped upon. Um, but I did, I enjoyed that opening segment. And like I said, I enjoyed raw. I thought it had a great show flow. They also built throughout the show, the two tag matches for the titles. And, uh, you know, we'll get into that as well. And I really did think that the Creed brothers in Iowa were going to win the tag titles, but the Judgment Day pulled one out. Yeah, and, and this day one, um, it used to be a premium live event. Now it's going to be a very special edition of Monday Night Raw when everything's back. And you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Almost feels like this next week is going to be the off season for the WWE in a lot of ways, Tommy, that was like a buildup of like, I know they already have like their season premiere and all that type of stuff, which really doesn't make any sense. Cause the season premiere is a week after, you know what the season ending cliffhanger. It's not really, right. doesn't really make any sense, but it does feel like, Hey, on January 1st, that's like, that truly is, even though it, it obviously is calendar wise, but it's, it's truly the beginning of the year for the WWE. And I feel like, Tommy, that's when they're going to, man, if they haven't been already, are going to be firing on all cylinders. Because come that first day of 2024 on Monday Night Raw, Tommy, that is going to be the build towards the Royal Rumble. And then once we get to the Rumble, that's the road to WrestleMania. So I'm very, very excited about what the WWE is going to give us in 2024. And I'm, I'm very excited for day one, that first episode of the year for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, they did it with a, a lot of great buildup, how? Through matches, but also through, through promos. Um, you know, Nia Jax, before she grabs the microphone, interrupted by the man, Becky Lynch. And, you know, hey, we're going to have this match. Nice little pull apart uh, towards it with promo work, physicality. And um, then, you know, hey, we're going to set up this match for uh, day one. Also good when heels do that because the match isn't happening at the live crowd and the live crowd wants to see them fight. I thought that segment was excellent because... Becky wants to fight now. Nia Jax is like, eh, eh, not today. And, you know, she says she, when she's going to do it. Um, I enjoyed that as well. And, and just to set up all this stuff, how they're going, uh, WWE is an exciting time right now. Um, again, show flow, I really, really enjoyed Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and everybody's excited about Seth and Punk, and rightfully so, and where that's going to go but they reignited the Seth drew uh, and that's going to be a part of day one as well as Seth Rollins going up against drew McIntyre for that world heavyweight championship. And drew's promo 
resonated a lot um, at times with myself, but also with, um, I know you and, you and Tony, uh, you and Mark Henry were talking about Tony Khan's media scrum, right? Yeah. And where, hey, is it worth it? I saw somebody uh, put up a thing uh, about Tony Khan where it's like, you know, here's a, a guy who doesn't have to work a day of his life and he probably works more than anybody and he gets hit with so much scrutiny and, you know, straight up he's a wrestling fan and has given hundreds of people jobs and has created a lot of moments for millions of people already. And then, you know, what Drew is also saying about his promo, Hey, is it worth it? Is it worth that? Like, Hey, my mom was sick. My grandfather's sick. I'm, I moved away from home and I don't see these people. And Hey, guess what, Seth, you know, your wife, yourself, is it worth it? I need this because I did all this and what he's feeling is regret. He's not being a dickish heel. He's trying to reason with him. And then yes, when he turns around and I also like the realism from Seth where like, Hey man, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't, I, I don't understand you. And then of course, when Seth turns his back, he goes to get jumped and he even said, what, what are you going to take shortcuts? You never did that. And it's truth. It's very, very truthful statement of stuff like that because he did everything the right way. And where did that get up? Where did that wind up for him? Dude, I, I told you this, man. I I had missed so many family events and now my family is gone. And it's like, was it worth it? And then your family always tells you exactly what Drew said. Like, no, we understand you have to do what you have to do. But then when you think back, like, crap, like I miss so much stuff and now I can never get that back. So what is that end result? And that's, that's a hard, that that's a, a complex character. It really truly is. And that's why Tommy, to me, you know, I, I feel almost like Drew's coming across as a baby face. Why? Because I feel that connection, that emotional connection with Drew McIntyre. I, I can completely understand where Drew McIntyre is coming from because Drew got screwed and everybody's telling him to get over it and move on. It's very, very hard to reach the pinnacle, to reach the top, and then you did it at a time when nobody was really paying attention. Think about it. Like, Drew McIntyre was on fire when he won that Royal Rumble right before the lockdown. I mean, you're talking about less than a month before the world shut down. Drew McIntyre wins the Royal Rumble, the Claymore on, on Brock Lesnar. Yep. Everybody remembers that. Everybody was so... Think about that. That was a moment, uh, uh, Tommy. That was the night that Edge returned. And think about the pop Edge got. But yet, what was everybody talking about the next day? They were talking about Drew McIntyre. And, and now it's Drew's time. Here's a guy that, you know, was the chosen one from Vince McMahon. And never really got over like I think the WWE planned on him getting over. Then he was a part of three-man band. He was irrelevant at, at a point in his career in the WWE. That's just that's just the fact. Then he's gone from the company. He works, works his ass to get back, gets that moment, and then he has his moment 
in front of no fans. At a a WrestleMania, Tommy, that most of us would just want to forget about. And I I know for myself, I've never gone back and watched it. And maybe never will, Tommy, because it just brings back so many bad memories. And then he's sitting at home watching his match because WrestleMania that year wasn't even live. It was pre-taped. And then he comes back and he's been forgotten about again. Like, and then he has that moment in front of his in front of his home crowd, in front of his family, in front of his friends, and he gets screwed. And and everybody's just expecting him to forget about it and move on. That's asking a lot from Drew McIntyre, in my opinion. I agree. And but if it's an orange orange, if it's an origin story, it's where he goes insane. Because he can harp on it, harp on it, harp on it. And it it does. It could eat you away. Dave, you're talking to somebody who his entire existence was based upon a wrestling company. And that company was taken away and he was lied to and all this stuff. But I then had to, if I didn't let it go, then what? Am I going to be the guy sitting on my lawn going ECW, ECW? It's gone. It's over. Or even when WWE took over that thing called ECW, and I'm like, well, this is how we used to do it. You have to say, no, it's it's not mine. It doesn't exist, and I need to move forward, and I have, and you will succeed. If it becomes your obsession, you just it's like, dude, move forward, because if not, you're just going to be, you know, left behind. Yeah, but Tommy, one of the people who screwed him, Jay Uso, who was part of the bloodline at that time that screwed Drew McIntyre, is now one of the most popular wrestlers on Monday Night Raw, and every time he goes out there, everybody's on their feet. And that's got to get to you too because those same people who loved you and that wanted you to become the new WWE champion are now cheering for one of the people who screwed you out of that opportunity. So that's got to... I mean, I, I feel for Drew. And Seth, to me, comes across kind of condescending. Like Seth coming out there with the day. He's not being sympathetic. I mean, Tommy, any friend would be a little bit sympathetic. Nobody's sympathetic with Drew McIntyre at all. They're, they're, if, if anything, they're being extremely like, uh, like, just like get over it, move on. Come on, enough already. Like, there's, he's getting no sympathy. He's not getting any sympathy from his friends. And he's getting no sympathy from the WWE universe. I actually feel bad for Drew McIntyre in this situation. I, um, I to the point I, I want to see snap. Drew McIntyre beat Seth Rollins and become your new world heavyweight champion at day one. I make him snap and start breaking bones and start taking people out and hurting people, hurting people that you like and love because he's hurting. I make him that. And I mean, listen, the guy could look the part, play the part. Make him the man in the sense of, I mean, he could be a top guy, but be be the top guy as a heel. And where you go from there, anywhere you want. He Because yeah. then it's also, if you think about it, if he wins that title, he gave up his morals, turned on everybody, and now what does he have? You're that old guy sitting there by yourself enjoying this ultimate goal that you're obsessed about. Hey, this is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and we're wishing you a happy holidays from everybody here on Busted Open. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Fight Nation brings you into the Octagon Live. Sean O'Malley, welcome to Superstar! 
Gordon. Legends cementing legacies. John Jones. There is no denying him now. Number one overall all time. And every electric moment from the Octagon live and in real time. You never know what's going to happen in this nutty sport. Catch all the UFC action every weekend only on your home for combat sports. Sirius XM Fight Nation. Channel 156. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I almost feel like the crowd has already completely turned on Drew McIntyre. I saw him in a different light, the way like even how he turns his head down and he's looking down at his, his opponents. Like uh, I saw a different, like more sadistic side of a Drew McIntyre, which if they were able to pull that trigger and actually go heat, heat, I think he could be that type of person. Cause again, who could stop a guy who's as big as him? And I love how they've had this story play out. And like Ethan said, a slow burn because what happens when you get screwed over? What happens when something really bad happens in your life? Tommy, you, you, you first have like the denial process and then, and then you have the depression and then you have the anger. And I think we felt that with drew at first it was denial. He kept moving forward. He wasn't letting him affect him. There was the denial period. Then there was the depression period where he's like, woe is me. Like, why did this happen to me? Why me of all people? And now you're getting the anger coming out from Drew McIntyre because that's real life. That's how people truly feel when things like this happen to them. And we're seeing that play out from Drew. And unlike the WWE, you know, a few years ago, they would have rushed this process. I love how they're making this a slow burn with Drew McIntyre, Tommy. Yeah, uh, I do feel it's working. I don't know if he's going to win the title. If he does, like I said, it could add. If he doesn't, he should totally snap and yeah. lose. If he loses, Claymore kicks the crap out of Seth and hurts him. Um, if he wins, it's then interesting because he's now on top. And like I said, he is his regret is what he did to win the title. Cause now he's alone. Yeah. You know, it's the very, you got what you wanted and then you realize it's, it's not enough. 
like all what he had said about the sacrifices and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, I remember when we had him on and he kind of broke the fourth wall, which was he's one of the few people that ever do that in WWE because of during COVID time. But when he said, because you had reminded me, I won the title and I couldn't even like celebrate because it was pre-taped. Yep. Think about and he that. goes, I remember I had to just put it upstairs. I didn't even go in that room because I was so worried. Like, what if something happens? Like, it wasn't real until I watched it on television. But then you can't even celebrate the way you want to celebrate. And he goes, I just kept it in a room just like, hey, because in our business, it's like it doesn't happen until it happens. Until that paperwork is signed. Until you're literally there, you're like, I hope it happens. I've I have seen people's debuts get pulled back. I have seen angles get ready to be started and then they don't air it while the person is in the crowd waiting to be shown and then something happened they pulled that person out. I have seen things change in a heartbeat in WWE and then all of a sudden like they just go in a different direction. And you know, he had to live through that. And like you yeah. said, and I mean, he was an MVP of an era where, you know, when everyone was up in arms for WWE firing everybody, talents, uh, when they were drawing rate with no fans. And then what is the, you know, what is the old timer and still today? It's always asses in the seats. How many asses in the seats did you draw? None. It's a shitty time, but. Nonetheless, it was the most necessary time for the WWE. Yeah, and 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 for us, you know. And Dave, you know, if I I don't mean to cut you off, but there used to always be amongst the wrestlers, and then it was amongst the fans, but mainly for the wrestlers. Hey, we're the people who carried the company, and then here came WrestleMania, and then we all lose our spots to these other. They bring in you know the older talents that aren't always there, and a lot of those talents had that resentment. That's Drew. And then when things opened up back again, that rain and his spot was already gone. Yep. Because now, Tommy, every time you saw Drew McIntyre wrestle on Monday Night Raw or you heard Drew McIntyre cutting a promo, it wasn't getting any reactions because he was doing it in front of no fans. And you know that, Tommy. Like, how many times do we talk about, you know, what somebody's doing? L.A. Knight's the perfect example. L.A. Night's over. Why? Because you hear it from the crowd. Because they chant his name. They chant, yeah. You know he's over by the reaction. Cody Rhodes, you know he's over by the reaction from the crowd. But if L.A. Knight was doing what he was doing and there were no fans and nobody was reciting it and nobody was saying, yeah, do you think L.A. Knight would have gotten the title shot? I'm going to say probably no because there was no gauge to see if this guy is truly getting over with the fans. Drew was robbed, Tommy, of his opportunity. He was, who knows where Drew McIntyre would be right now, Tommy, if there wasn't the lockdown, if there wasn't COVID, if there wasn't that shutdown. He was, a, he was hot. He had 50,000 people on his feet when he won the Royal Rumble. That was a great moment to sign off from that show. 
And now you don't get the opportunity to defend that championship in front of people. And I think a lot of fans got tired of seeing Drew McIntyre because not because of Drew, but because people didn't really enjoy watching it the way that it was structured at a time when there was no other way to do it. And by the time it, the world opened up again and fans were able to come back, they've already moved off of Drew McIntyre. Tommy, I wonder where Drew would be right now if that didn't happen. Would Drew still be the champ? Would he still be at the top of the card? I, 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 don't, know, I don't know if anybody could answer that question because you can't. But then if you take it the other way from the conflicted character, where would the WWE be without me? During that time, it was the most crucial time in the history of wrestling. Yeah, it truly was. And for the men and women that went out there and did what we did during that time. Uh, and I, I mean, unheard of. And, you know, I mean, I, I've heard from we all have all these different stories and, and you know, there there should be many, many books and tales about what wrestlers did during that era but think about the world of wrestling changed how we watch sports also during that time because how impact uh, AEW and especially the WWE how they incorporated you know fans and like the signs uh the fake fans and then the television how the rest of the world kind of like had to follow well if this people can do it but great but what did they really have to do? It was the performers. Yeah. That's a whole other part of his spiral downwards. Oh, it's phenomenal. And I love it. It's a great story. And think about this. And this is where you got to give credit where credit is due, Tommy. You got to give a lot of credit to Seth Rollins. Because right now in the WWE, two of the best stories revolve around that World Heavyweight Championship and Seth Rollins. And I was very critical of Seth. I was very critical of his character. I was very, very critical, Tommy, of that World Heavyweight Championship. And this is where I got to give that credit to Seth. In the absence of Roman, where we're not seeing him on TV, we're not seeing that WWE Undisputed Universal Championship defended, we have two really good stories surrounding Seth. Seth in the story with Drew McIntyre and Seth in the story with CM Punk. And in both stories... Tommy, you could see both sides of the argument with Seth and CM Punk. I see both sides, especially with Seth, because Seth is the guy that's saying, I've been here the entire time. You left, you badmouthed the company. Then you come back and you expect the main event at WrestleMania. Are you shitting me right now? And then the story that he's doing with Drew, where it's almost like the opposite, where he's like, Drew, you got to move on. You got to get over it. Live in the now. It's fascinating, but both those stories surround Seth Rollins. If you think about the, it was the cons consolation title, and yeah. we were all up in arms, myself included, and he got it over. Why? Because he's that good in the ring, he's that good on the microphone, and he made it special. Uh, think about even last night. The man was wearing a red puffy pirate shirt, yeah, and still getting reactions when he. Uh, blasted him over the top rope or under the rope, and then did that dive in that in those boots and pants, and then soaring through the air. I was like, God, he's doing those in like just regular shoes and in jeans and a puffy shirt. It was like 
why should I like this person? But I love him because you don't, you know, he's just eccentric in his look and and how the people react to him. He's so super talented. I'm the biggest Seth Rollins fans, but he got something over. Um, and, and this goes to what I say, Bully says, Mark says about trusting the process because about trusting the process we saw last night as well, somebody else, two people get over where for the longest time they did nothing and the process finally worked for them as well. Do you know who I am? Of course you do. This is the last great heel, Bully Ray, and you're listening to Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation, Channel 156. Spend your afternoons with one of the best minds in combat sports. Do you ever just thank God that you have access to the MMA genius that is Jimmy Smith? And get an in-depth look at the unforgiving world of the fight game. MMA fans don't really want to see how the sausage gets made. They just want the end product. So keep your hands up and your ears locked on Unlocking the Cage. Hey, keep it down over there. I'm trying to talk to Jimmy Schmidt. Weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. After the performance that we saw last night between Miz and Gunther, Gunther also said in the backstage, he's going away for a while. Don't know where he's going. Maybe he's taking a break. Um, Maybe he's coming back at the Royal Rumble. Um, Then... Uh, also, when we talk about baby faces, Miz, Miz turned heel to babyface in a heartbeat. And then the performance that he went last night, man, I loved his match. And Miz doesn't get enough praise for being a really, really great pro wrestler. But think of the turn that Miz had. There was no massive push behind it. There was no anything, but also the performance. And for a lot of people who always, you know, hated on the Miz for the wrong reasons. It's uh it was a nice showing for a guy who's been there over 20 years. There's no doubt. And the beating and where's Gunther took, going? Maybe and the, he and the took beating, the car and he's on the and there's on the lamb. He's lost a lot of weight. Maybe he craves meat. First of all, he did lose a lot he's of weight. He's on keto. He's on, he needs he's his... on phenomenal shape, Tommy. Correct. Gunther. Um and the beating the Miz took I don't remember Miz taking a beating like that where you saw like you know, blood on his chest from the chops that he was taking from Gunther. You don't expect seeing that from somebody like The Miz. And The Miz actually said in his promo before the match about, you know, him being the sports entertainer and everything else, and you kind of forget how good of a wrestler he is. And you you haven't seen Miz in a lot of, like, what you would call physical matches. Last night was a physical match for The Miz. And I thought he really shined. And, the and man, how he got the crowd behind him. Now, did I think there was any chance in the world that The Miz was going to win that match? No, because I think they got major plans for Gunther at WrestleMania. But, man, he got you to buy in. And I just don't think I ever remember The Miz taking a beating like he did in that Intercontinental Championship match last night on Raw. An amazing performance by The Miz. Another thing. Uh, when you're telling stories, this goes more towards professional wrestlers, but fans can enjoy them. And as a performer, um, when things are done properly, because I always say in wrestling, somebody will do something properly and then it'll get bastardized. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the Jerry Lawler pile driver, when it was no sold, it has been bastardized to death. Um, with Miz hitting the second rope, skull crushing finale 
and both guys crumble. As Miz goes for the cover, at that same time, Gunther rolls out, and you heard the gasp by the crowd. It's not as soon as I get hit and I roll out. It was Miz goes to put his arm over, and then that is the perfect way. That was known as a false finish without even having a count. And it really made people think he was going to win without even thinking like there was a cover. It was done beautifully. And then also with the WWE, it was shot beautifully, shot under the rope uh, when he turned to go away. It was almost like synchronized swimming where I'm going to go do this. And it, those two guys didn't weren't telling each other, move now. They just instinctively, because they're great in-ring performers, did it when you're supposed to do it. That's like I said when we had the NXT, um, the newer guys coming up, when everybody's kicking out, one, two, kick out, one, two, kick out, means nothing. When you do stuff like that, it meant everything. Why? Because you could hear the crowd. And then when they went back in and Miz is like, I'm I'm so close, but yet so tired. And then Gunther fires up with the last bit of breath, bang, 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 and beats him. Miz got more over also in defeat because of that match than he would eh, if he won it too. But he's, it's the old someone went over, someone got over. And then the storyline afterwards, Miz doesn't have to do anything up until... Miz shows up at Royal Rumble, gets a great pop. Someone eliminating him, great. But Miz is another guy who could be fit into that main event slot, and that's why Miz is so valuable, or a performer like that is so valuable to the WWE. And like Miz always says, whenever he's on that count, he'd always tell people, I have to maximize my moments. He maximized every moment during that match. Same with Walter. Miz, I mean, uh, Gunther, sorry. Miz is Teflon. Um, and, and and he's Teflon, and I'm going to compare compare him to somebody else that's the same, and that's Brock Lesnar. Now, I'm not talking about physical stature or wrestling ability. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about both those guys are Teflon. They could lose a dozen matches in a row, and it doesn't really matter. They have built their mystique so much that at this point in their career, they're Teflon. And that's the same with The Miz. The Miz reminded everybody last night how good he is. He took the loss, but he still won. Because, again, I don't think anybody expected him to win. And I think he did more in that loss for himself than if he won and won that Intercontinental Championship. Gunther is doing an amazing job with the Intercontinental Championship. He's gotten that Intercontinental Championship over than anybody else has in years. But the Miz got himself over so much. And again, with everything that the Miz has done, and you would call him the quote-unquote quintessential sports entertainer. When I think of the Miz, I don't think pro wrestler. I think sports entertainer. What Miz reminded you last night of, Tommy, is that he's also a pro wrestler. And he showed you that on Raw last night. Sports entertainer, professional wrestler, they're exactly the same. Yes, he's a sports entertainer. I think I went to 14 football games this year. And besides the pre-show that they do and the pyro, the entrance, um, and this is just NFL, uh, defense gets a 
uh, interception. They run into the end zone. They hit poses. They do this choreographed thing that they've been working on. They do it when they score touchdowns. Those are entertainers in the other parts of what's deemed real sports. So I I don't look at it that way. Same with basketball when they shoot a thing and they hit a little bit of pose. That's being entertaining while you're playing sports. Miz is a great wrestler and he's a great sports entertainer. They both go hand in hand. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.